going. Four two three, get fame. That's four two three, get fame. I would tell you to leave a message, but the truth is, I don't really care. I've had this hotline open for months, and not one of you jokers have what it takes to be famous like me. So leave a message if you want, but don't expect a call back. I've got way more important things to do than to waste my time on losers like Mascarita Sagrada and you all. Thank you, and have a nice day. Hey there, folks, and welcome back to the Grave Consequences podcast. My name is Caleb Baldwin. You can follow me on Twitter at IamCalebB. Follow Greg on Twitter at XMaserati. Uh, follow the show on Twitter at GC underscore cast. Of course, check us out. You can search for us. You're listening to it right now, of course. But if somehow, you know, maybe you're listening on the Social Suplex Podcast Network, which you can search for on your favorite podcasting app, or, or you're listening on the Grave Consequences Podcast tab, which you can find also on your favorite podcasting app. Uh, if you want to hear my voice more and you want to hear me talk about other things like hero movies and hero shows and the like, check out Eddie and Caleb's Hero Cast. We have new episodes that drop every Wednesday night after AEW Dynamite. And today we're here to review Season 2, Episode 19 of Lucha Underground. The title of that episode was, is, was, well, is, was, whatever you want to say. Judgment Day. Uh, I feel like this may be a reference to a certain James Cameron movie. Would I be wrong, Greg? No, you're right. I can see how it's strongly associated with Avatar. (laughs) That's really good. Hey, folks, again, it is October 7. This is the second part of our doubleheader once again. And, you know, we're not, you know, fatigued or anything. Like, we're, we're pretty well good to go. It's only 6.30 here in Oklahoma, so it's only 7.30 in Maryland? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I can't remember what state you live in. I just want to completely dox you. What's your social security number? I'll put it on the Twitter. Okay, good. Good. Uh, don't forget to send your nudes as well. There, everyone has them. They're free. My only yeah. fans is, is free. <laughs> In fact, I actually pay uh, you to subscribe. Yes. Like here, here's $3 and a dick pic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, dude, we're going right into the action on this episode. The first match of the night is Son of Havoc versus Dra- uh, Daga. I almost said Drago. Pardon me. Um, but yeah, Daga, Son of Havoc, rather, is riding the open road alone. And it's like, okay, I get it. Like, him and Ivelisse weren't necessarily on the best of terms, but I feel like, you know, it's almost like a marriage that splits up after a kid dies or something. I don't know. Because Angelico's out of the picture right now. Like, I get it. But it's like, you're still a pretty good duo, you know? Why are you completely tearing away from each other? It's weird. Was she injured? I don't believe so. They didn't say so anyway. I mean, they didn't point put that in the story or anything. It's no, it's weird. I was actually waiting for. I, I I'm expecting a certain angle for Havoc to start soon. It might it might even happen in season three. Uh, yeah. But we we've already talked about how all three of them kind of peaked. Yes. 
already. Sadly, they have already peaked. Not because they got worse. They're great yeah. wrestlers. Uh, even Eva Lee so far, her personal problems with you know people backstage, but uh, you know it's it's weird. I, we I'm gonna do my best not to start talking about AEW, but <laughs> you know I've been feeling that way about Jack Evans lately. He hasn't looked like he does here in a while. Yeah, he's been in the uh, main yeah. event recently, and it's and I was like, wow, that's and he did great, but I was like, man, like I don't know. Yeah, no, you're not wrong, man. You're not wrong. But, hey, like I said, first match of the night, Son of Havoc versus Daga. And I mean, we're talking two young blue chippers here. And, by the way, I just want to point out real quick, Daga rocking those blue tights and white boots. Anytime someone right, rocks white boots with bright colors, it's like, that's always a hit, dude. Always a hit. It's it's It took a while for the effects of the attitude era to go away where people could wear white boots again yeah it really wow. did yeah a lot of black boots man or like the jeff jarrett short uh you know short boots it took a bit i mean it took it took a it, that that was also with just you know fashion in general it took a while for you know it'd be to be cool to not wear you know baggy clothes or you know, it, it's it's a sign of the times where you know it's it's you he couldn't have done it like 10 years ago from when no. it aired. No, could definitely couldn't have done that in 2006. I mean, no. the only exception, I guess, was Triple H who was doing it, but that's it. But it stood out when he did it, too. Well, yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, like one of the biggest reasons people remember Mania 20, besides how awesome that main event is, it's like, oh, Triple H is wearing white boots right now? The hell? It was weird. It was weird. Yeah, for sure. For sure, man. But hey... This match was very, very good. And what's funny is, like, Daga was doing really good. And even, like, you know, maybe he had an illegal choke in or an illegal submission. But he had the advantage. And then Cobra Moon showed up. Yeah, they're to, still going with that su- angle. Yeah, to support Daga or to, um, to what's the word? To woo Daga. She's trying. I mean, this match was, the whole point was to make Havoc look good, which makes it even weirder because of how in the wind he is even after this yeah uh, and and daga is so good that he doesn't need the win to showcase yeah. how good like his match with cage he lost clean but he yeah. still looked good he's showing his potential he just he's he's doing a good job like maybe it's one of those things where he you know he comes in so he's going to make the the previous wrestlers look good because yeah. you know you always have the argument like oh why are you going to bring someone in and have them lose right away it, they don't always have to win their first match you could do it like this yeah, no, you're you're not wrong, man. You're not wrong. Uh, Daga even hit a Yakuza kick. Like, okay, Havoc was in the second rope, so not, not the top rope. But his head was towards the second rope, not the top rope. But Yakuza kick is going to hurt no matter how you're bent. It's not going to matter. And that actually, things. yeah, that actually got a two count, by the way. Um, Son of Havoc goes to the top rope. He's going to go for the shooting star press, but Cobra Moon holds his leg, so he can't do it. Daga comes in, tries to lands a step-up kick, a really good step-up kick, by the way. They fight atop the ropes. Daga is sent down with a modified Gory Buster, as Matt Stryker called it. And Son of Havoc lands the shooting star press and gets the win. And I wrote down, Cobra Moon is a simp for Daga. Yeah, because he pushes her down, too. People started booing him for that. Yeah. Even though she's a weirdo, she, they were like, "You're pushing her." Like he's like pushing her by, he's mushing her 
by her face yeah. and pushing her to the ground. Yeah, he was mashing her, but he does that. Um, <laughs> man, real quick, it is like big ups to Thunder Rosa for the, the glow up as a performer. It's like Cobra Moon sucks, dude. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she was supposed to be good, though, in her defense. No, that's fair. That's fair. It's a, it's a very uh I, I'm trying to think of a better word than pigeonhole, but it's a very specific role she plays. Yeah, she's hamstring to be more a character than anything. Ex- you, exactly. And and I will take a Cobra Moon over a Abaddon any day. <laughs> you mean abandoned, but either oh, way. Whatever she is. Uh, <laughs> After this, we have a vignette featuring the former trios champions of the Lucha Gods, Rey Mysterio Jr., El Dragon Azteca Jr., and Prince Puma. Azteca tells, like, comes up on Rey, like, dude, Matanza's in his cage, you know, where Bully Ray sends bad fans. We should go kill him right now. And Ray's like, no, dude, like, your mentor would be ashamed of you. If you know he heard you wanting to get your get get revenge like this, and Azteca hits him with, "How the hell would you know? You never talked to him." Got him. Yeah, it's like, dude, you're not my real dad. Yeah, I just like <laughs> yeah. how Dragon Azteca just really wants to kill a dude. Yeah, well, he wants to kill the guy that he thinks is responsible for the death of his mentor. He's sitting up in his room. Looking at his, you know, Led Zeppelin posters, listening to Rage Against the Machine, how I could just kill a man. And <laughs> Rave Studio finds his pot stash. He's like, Where'd you learn how to do this? I learned it from watching you, Dad. <laughs> Didn't they that do a segment with uh, uh, Savannah, too, before, right before this, or was it right after? Uh, the, I think it's later on in this episode. And I, I, I get confused because she's like never on. Like, is she still, is she still playing him or is she. Legit think that Dragon Azteca killed. Okay, his... yeah, yeah, no the uh, the I'm so Black lost. Lotus. Sorry, the Black Lotus segment is later on in the episode. When we get to it, you gotta explain to me like what's going on because I'm so because they don't go to it every every seven episodes if that. Yeah, I will. You know, we'll rehash it again, and I will explain. She's how, the Nathan Jones of Lucha Underground. How fucking stupid her character is in this show. <laughs> um. But yeah, and Puma, you know, sees this spat going on. He's like, what the hell, guys? Like, what's going on? And Ray's like, it's none of your business, pal. And he like, yeah. puts his hand on his chest. And that's when we get the growling sound effect. It's like, oh, shit. But Puma was in the right. And, and they're setting up. He the, was, the, too. Yeah, they're he setting up the dissension like, between all three of them. But like, Ray's a dick to him for no reason. Yeah. He's like, dude, it, it is my business. You're, you guys are in my trio. This is definitely my business. You're always trying to kill somebody. You're always arguing about it. Like, can we just have the damn match? Kill whoever you yeah. want afterwards. Come on now. Exactly. Exactly. So Puma's a bit testy. A little bit. Puma's a bit testy already. Justifiably. Hey, yeah, absolutely. We've got our rematch from last week for the Trios Championship. We've got the Lucha Gods now challenging the team of PJ Black, Jack Evans, and Johnny Mundo, a.k.a. Worldwide Underground. I wrote I wrote down some commentary and some quotes from Jack Evans as well. Here's one from or a couple from Jack. 
I swear no refs can count to three here. That's after a two count <laughs> and a kick out. <laughs> as, ja- uh, as Ray is trying to call, crawl to his corner for the hot tag, Jack is going, I think I can. I think I can. <laughs> just taunting the shit out of him. At one point, Matt Stryker, because, they're, okay, they're all wearing these red uh, bandanas. <laughs> and you I know, want Matt one. Stryker. Matt Stryker says, like, yeah, with the way Johnny has his tied up, he looks like a Shriner. <laughs> I mean, oh, they. I, I remember they were selling those headbands, and I, I'm mad at myself for never getting one. Mm, Weren't they? Not, I mean, as a novelty, I bet you it, it'd be nice, but, like, where the hell are you going to wear that? Everywhere. Job interviews, yeah. funerals, yeah. weddings. yeah. Birth that's of my child. Like my, that's just like a redeemed these nut shirt. Where am I not going to wear that? <laughs> my no fear tattoo or card oh decal. Oh God. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Calvin pissing <laughs> on something. Dude, this I is love classy. That, I love that like one of the things to like get over to the point where it actually transcended wrestling was just a Spanish guy saying no fear. Yep. And it Jeez. and it's 100% over. Yeah. Absolutely. Dude, fucking George Kittle. 49er tight end loves it, man. So I have to love it. Like even if I didn't already like the Lucha Brothers, by law I have to love it as a Niners fan. So either way, either way. Enough about enough about George Kittle. Enough about the Lucha Brothers. They're not important to what we're talking about here. This is a trios title rematch. This there a lot of back and forth. And Jack, by the way, even Jack Evans even hits a six thirty on Puma for a two count, which was awesome. I, I wrote down that this match was, if anything, better than the previous match. Well, it's, it's hard to say because they're two very different matches. True. At one point, because Marty Elias, Jesus Christ, like I feel so bad for the guys that uh, are wrestling referees because in kayfabe, your character is borderline simple. <laughs> because like you've got to get easily distracted. Like, I think there's, like, three or four different times where someone's like, hey, hey, Marty, hey, Marty, I got something. And he's just, like, turning around and, like, oh, the, all of a sudden the Technico's, like, holding his groin again. What what are they doing? And it's like, well, you can't call what you don't see, so whatever. <laughs> what, which makes it all, always confusing for me when the Guerreros do that spot where they hit the other guy with a chair, but then they throw it on themselves yeah, to make it, it look make like. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense that a ref would then be like, "Hey, yeah, that's a DQ." It's yeah, they they were laying it on pretty thick, but that kind of laid. They kind of this is why I like the match is because they told the story of poop. They showed Puma getting frustrated with his teammates, and then Puma's getting frustrated with the ref because the ref is just letting his teammates get kicked in the dick, including himself. And he's like, "Yo, like, I I hate to use the word refreshing, but I was like, yeah, man, like I can't be mad at Puma because like that's some bullshit." I would do exactly what he did. But before we talk about what he did, what, real quick, Matt Stryker said, Marty Elias is calling this like Ed Hockley. <laughs> Ed Hockley, if, I know you don't watch a lot of football, do you? No. He is like one of the most well-known referees in football. And typically if you're well-known as a referee, it's not for anything good. <laughs> like a good ref, I should barely know your name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, Prince Puma is like, he's just pissed because like so many people are getting kicked in the balls on his side, including him. And it's happening so many times and he's just done with it. And Johnny says something. Do you, do you know what Johnny said? 
Uh, I didn't write it down, so no, I don't remember. Well, Johnny definitely said something, or he was like, you know, poking and prodding. And Prince Puma ultimately, he doesn't say this, but he had to think, fuck this, and just kicks Johnny in the dick. Yeah, and it was great. <laughs> it was. It was great, because Johnny, like, Johnny's like, oh, you're a loser, you're a loser, and then he <laughs> kicks him in the dick, and Johnny just doubles over in pain. And Marty, like, it takes Marty a second to register what he's seeing, and Marty immediately, like, well, like, after he registers it, he rings the bell, or waves the bell to be rung, and still your trio's champions by disqualification, Worldwide Underground. And... <laughs> <laughs> what the okay look Rey Mysterio is like all right you lost your temper you lost your temper if I okay look I'm putting myself in Prince Puma's spot here like okay we lost the match and you know what Ray I'm sorry we did at this point it's done let's just beat the shit out of him let's mm-hmm. play dirty a little man let's have a little fun you saw what I have? I kicked him in the balls one time. He's dead. Mm. Let's have a little fun. And Ray's just like backing him off, backing him off. And Worldwide Underground is chastising him, but they're too afraid to do anything because at this point, they know Prince Puma, who's typically a man of, of uh, high morale, um, is like at the fuck it point. Like, <laughs> if, you, if you looked at him cross, he would probably kick you, kick you in the dick right now. If he were if he weren't being restrained, well, that and they're and, not they're not street fighters. Like they don't fight unless they have the edge, and they're a man down. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And <laughs> Johnny's like John again. It's like, dude, you just got kicked in the dick. You can barely stand. Johnny's John again. Puma's again, just like fuck this. He goes to kick Johnny. Who eats the kick, Greg? Oh, I missed it. I missed that. Taya. Ty eats the kick, man. She always eats the kick for him, dude. <laughs> oh my god, what a what a segment, though, dude. Like that was enjoyable for different reasons, but Ex- like, yep, I fully like. It's hard. Usually that's bullshit. Usually it just pisses you off, but it was a great because they don't need the trios belts. No, no, they're they underground. They're heel faction. They kind of need some momentum, and yeah. they didn't win. They didn't defeat the the faces. They just out. I hate to say it, but outsmarted them. They did absolutely, yeah. Matt Striker even pointed out, like, hey, they they operate on intellect without emotion. <laughs> well, some intellect, but I mean, and, and they're pushing for <laughs> yeah. A Jack Evans is pretty stupid. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're pushing for a different. There's, there's another storyline. They're gonna segment out from here, and. Yes. They're going to focus on Dragon Azteca looking for the sexy ninja lady yes. to help him murder a man. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so after this, we see we see Lotus, or not Lotus, but Azteca going down to the, to the cage where the bad fans are kept and Matanza. And he's getting ready to, <laughs> I don't know, do something to him. But it's like, hand-to-hand, what the hell are you going to do to Matanza? Matanza is much bigger than you are. But Lotus stops him anyway, and she's like, hey, like, what are you doing? Like, cut it out. And Azteca's like, dude, like, he killed he killed your parents. And Black Lotus, the dumbest character of all time, is like, no, no, El Dragon Azteca did. Yeah. Like, but it's like, 
Azteca Junior, all he had to say was, who told you that? They're, they're both because, stupid. Because Dario did. Like, and she just believed them. It's, she, just, she, she openly, she's like very willingly believed a man who had her kidnapped for months on end. It doesn't I, make any sense at all. I can only assume she couldn't wrestle and they had to just keep pushing the storyline back further and further like like they do yeah. with Ivelisse and someone else like, yeah. for different reasons because Ivelisse yeah. kept getting hurt. But it's also like uh, I believe the luchador killed my family, not the not the man dressed like a slasher villain that has blood all over him and yeah, is clearly possessed by sense. a demon. Has to be yeah. kept in a cage. Like she's just, yeah. you're asking a, a lot. This is like a gag the Simpsons would do. Where it's uh-huh. obvious to the audience that you're an idiot, right? Yeah, I don't know. Well, it's, it's like it's like any bad horror movie character, where it's like for a, a horror movie plot that is flimsy to 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 last more than like ten minutes. Characters have to be very very stupid, incredibly stupid, and that's kind of where Greg's getting tired. That's kind of where Black Lotus is at this point in time. She's the Nathan Jones of Lucha Underground. Dude, yeah, enough of this crap. I wish they would just scrap this storyline. And sadly, they don't. They see this through to its crescendo as long as that may take. And it takes a while. Mm -hmm. They see it through to its crescendo, unfortunately. Uh, But hey, enough about that for now. Up next, we have, for the Lucha Underground Championship, we have the defending champion, Matanza Cueto, versus... The Machine, Cage, or as I put it, Kong versus Godzilla. This was definitely a kaiju battle. Yes, definitely. Sadly, Brian Cage was Kong. Um, dude, there is one point where Cage and Matanza are just going back and forth with suplexes. And with each suplex, the dude's just firing up like right after he gets the suplex. This is like a wrestling game where you always have your finisher. Yes. And they just keep, I mean, you, you made the comment about me being tired. Like I normally, by the time I get to the second episode, I'm normally like, ugh, I want this over because I I love Lucha Underground, but I have to, anytime I watch it, I have to, uh, that's time I could be spending watching other newer wrestling, right? Yeah. Or doing anything else. And yeah. Uh, I love doing it, but at the same time, it's like sometimes you're watching multiple episodes in a row and you're like, you're like, all right, you know, especially if it's a Chavo segment or if it's a Savannah segment, yeah. you're just like, what the, f-? And I can't fast forward because my job is to my job, but what I have to do is I have to review it, you know, yeah. but, and I think, you know, me and you and I, th- I bet some of the other uh, people on our, on our podcast network, when you watch a show to review it, it kind of can take some of the fun out. It really can. You're not wrong at all. It can, because you can't play on your phone while you're doing it. You can't, uh-huh. like, you know, just get into it. You got to, like, pay attention to everything because you're trying to talk about it. And, yeah. but this match, dude, because me and you, we, we say, like, you know, we didn't like any of the Matanza matches. Uh, fucking awesome match, bro. Yeah. No, that's the thing. Matanza throwing around little dudes was not entertaining. Matanza no. and Kaiju battles, that's awesome. Yeah, because I think, and I and I wrote this down, but I I think uh, we got to give Jeff Cobb some props here because, you know, this is range of a character. Yes, he's doing suplexes like Jeff Cobb does, but he also starts going for the eyes. He starts choking, like he he wrestles mm-hmm. like aside from like you know being a suplex machine like a Taz, 
he he plays like a slasher villain and he yeah. I think he does a great job. He has range as a wrestler. He doesn't have to just be Jeff Cobb. And the way he will like even like just grip his hands. Like yeah. like he'll grip like he's like trying to take like chunks out of people. You know, he wrestles like a killer. That's the thing. He I think Jeff Cobb deserves a lot of We're going to be critical of Matanza. Yeah. And I, and I have some and I also have other theories that I watched watching this that I, I realized like why like we didn't like it because we liked mil we, we like mil mortes we like pentagon yeah. we like cage mm-hmm. we don't when this happened we didn't want to see some new guy come in that had yeah. just an invincible undertaker gimmick and just you know not squash him but that's what it felt like when we were when yeah. we were fans and we were watching it and yeah. the other problem which we'll get to at the end of the match is his finisher. I realized his yes. finisher compared to Germans, compared to release suplexes, overhead belly-to-belly suplexes, compared to the pump handle sit-out X-Factor that Cage does. The Tour of the Islands, it's it's a cool move. It's a terrible finisher. It kind of is. Yeah. It's like the world's strongest slam. It's just maybe it would, it would in real life, if if he did it to us, we'd be fucked. Yes, Our sternum would be crushed. Hurt. Yeah. But watching it, it doesn't look good. No, you're you're right. You're right, sir. Um, <laughs> pardon me. Okay, at one point, Cage lands a standing moonsault for two, and it's someone someone's cage cage's size. That's amazing, dude. It was a Matanza, great moonsault too. Yeah, absolutely. It was crisp, dude. Matanza at one point goes for a standing uh, moonsault headbutt. I hated but that. It's like, yeah, it was like you weren't even remotely. The only thing you were close to was his knee which you quote-unquote got hit by. It's like, that didn't look close at all. I mean, way, it was kind of out of character. Like, yeah, it's a lucha show, and they're going to do flippy stuff, but, like, a moonsault headbutt is stupid. Yes. One. Absolutely. It's just, it's just a stupid move. Like, I don't know well, anyone. Like, you're, adding, you're adding an extra step to a headbutt is all you're doing. <laughs> it's a headbutt with extra steps. It's just, it looked dumb. It looked like he, it looks like a botch even though you're doing it right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Matanza at one point gets a near fall off of a sit-out powerbomb. By the way, at one point, Matanza tries to transition into the Wrath of the Gods, but Cage counters it, and he rolls him into an inside cradle, and that gets a two-count. And Cage eventually is just throwing everything, everything at Matanza, and he tries to go with the discus lariat, and that gets countered by Matanza. Who lands the wrath of the gods, and that ends the match. And Matanza Cueto is still your lucha underground champion. And I, I unfortunately, I think the problem is uh, Jeff Cobb's never really been a top guy, except for maybe he had the TV title in Ring of Honor. Yeah, he needs a better finisher. It's a great yeah. signature move, like it's a great like get the crowd pop move. Dude, a but, basic choke slam would be a good finisher for Matanza. You know what? You're absolutely right because that would fit his character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it kind of hurts, and I think that's what hurt it when we first originally watched it. Yeah. Uh, and it does, and these matches end in kind of a whimper because of it. Because yeah. it's like, you know, he's doing overhead Germans, you know, they're doing moonsaults, they're doing power bombs, and then Tour of Islands is just kind of like, it's a it's the world's strongest man. I, I like Matanza's uh, and Jeff Cobb's, like, he does the same thing, the spinning, but with a backdrop. Yeah. I love that, but it's still unfortunately not a great finisher or even that would actually be better yeah yeah like you're not uh, wrong i'll compare it to someone that's probably smaller than jeff cobb i think samoa joe 
Samoa Joe is probably about the same height, maybe a little smaller, yeah. All right, which is a better move, the Tour of the Islands or the Muscle Buster? The Muscle Buster, for sure. Ten days what's, a week. What's better than the Tour of the Islands? Uh, the Tour of the Islands or a powerbomb? Any powerbomb. Uh, any powerbomb. You see, like, and, and, I, and I hate ripping on Jeff Cobb because like, we just said, and we definitely mean it, he's great. This shows he has great range. It's just... Yeah. Yeah, and this is Monday morning, or, yeah, Monday morning quarterbacking, whatever you want to call yes. it. Yes, Armchair sir. quarterback. It, it is that, but it's just... We got to point out, like, this was a miss. The finisher was a bad. Someone should have been like, eh, this is after the first couple of matches of seeing it. Someone had to have been like, hey, the crowd's not really because the crowd's not buying it either. No, they're booing, not just because he's a heel, but because the finish is it's kind of weak. And I think someone should have go been, away. He, yeah. Yeah. So one of the agents should have been like, hey, let's uh, let's end this with a bridging German suplex because those are fucking tight and you do a great German suplex. The German suplex are, I hate to say, a basic move, but they're fine finishers. Yeah. No, you're right. And before we go real quick, I did also want to point out, there were there were points where Matanza was, like, actively on top of Cage and just choking him. And there was another point where Cage was on top of Matanza and just nailing, like, hammer fist on him. And he's just like, okay, this is like bowling shoe ugly kaiju battle, and it's amazing. <laughs> It was great, and Cage, just like with Chavo, uh, well, this time they actually uh, Matanza actually let Cage look strong a lot. Yeah, that's the thing is like, yeah, Matanza gave to Cage, and that's you know that that helped out. Uh, I think, and you know, it's a low bar, but like, I think this was Matanza's best match at least so far. I think I'd agree. I can't. What were the other good matches he had? Well, Mill was good, better than I remember. But yeah, this is better than his match with Mill. Yeah. 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 I mean, and that was that, that like, was really good too. <laughs> it's like he beat Phoenix, but it's like, eh. And the Pentagon match was just story, but whatever. I I would say that I've done like when when we took we did a one eighty on uh, was it Alberto last season? Hernandez. Hernandez. I've done a one eighty on on Matanza. Not that I think he's as good as Hernandez was. Yeah, because uh, Hernandez was a was a goddamn present. Uh, yes, but I I definitely think Matanza was good. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. You're right. But hey, folks, again, and no, nothing after the match either, right? Uh, no. Okay, good, because I didn't write anything down. Um, what do you want to grade it? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna grade this before we get out of here. Um. Man, that main event was really cool. The the trios title match was a good story. Like I empathize with the Puma character a lot right now. I'm gonna give this an even B, so just a little lower than what I gave last week's episode. See, the crazy thing is, I'm giving this one A because it was the second episode in a row, and yeah. I thought a lot of it maybe wasn't better, but it kind of built. It went a little bit further than the first the episode that preceded it, and it built upon it so well that I give it an A because if I can be engaged in it and enjoy it uh, after the you know after another forty five minutes of the previous show, I think that's kind of a good sign. And I you know Matanza's Jeff Cobb's great cages. Yeah, I, you know what? Have we ever had a badge grade for a cage show? Probably, uh, but you know, I mean. 
maybe episodes where it's like Cage was in a four way or whatever, but it's like yeah. where Cage is like a focus. prime focus of the show, probably not. He's so good. Yeah, he's very good. He's very talented. Um, <laughs> but you don't want to hear that from me because you'd never hear the end of it. Mm. Uh, guys, thank you for listening. It is always appreciated. I got the plugs out of the way at the beginning of this episode, so that's good. But I, I want you to remember that if you find yourself in a wrestling ring with a guy who looks like a knockoff of Jason Voorhees, you might suffer grave consequences. <laughs>